Hi, this is Russ Taft. Hi, this is John Oliphanty. Hi, this is John Schlipper Petra. Hi, this is Kim Boyce. Hey, everybody, Stephen Curtis Chapman here, and you are listening to Jesus Freaks Final to Digital. Hi, I'm Jason Huddle, host of Jesus Freaks Final to Digital. Before we get into this week's program, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you for downloading this episode and giving us a listen. If you really like what you hear, we'd love to have your support. How can you do that, you say? Well, I'm glad you asked. Simply visit patreon.com slash Jesus Freaks Podcast and become a monthly sponsor. Now you can do that for as little as two measly dollars per month, or you can go higher and get special perks like advanced access to episodes when available, the opportunity to submit questions I will ask our artists on future episodes, and even your very own Jesus Freaks t-shirt. Again, that's patreon.com slash Jesus Freaks Podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. And hey, if you'd like your business or organization to become a sponsor of this program, let us know by visiting our website, JesusFreaksPodcast.com, and click on the Become a Sponsor link at the bottom of the page. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get on with the show. Last week on Jesus Freaks, Final to Digital. People say, well, you know, you believe because you want to believe. You have no idea. And I often don't tell those stories because, you know, people will go, well, how come God didn't knock on my door like that? How come all of that stuff didn't happen or hasn't happened to me? And I can't answer it. I don't know that. I don't understand. I don't think I'm any more important or special. But I can tell you that God was relentless. And it was when I was loaded. And it went out when I was absolutely straight and hadn't touched dope, drink, nothing. God knocked on my door relentlessly. And it, it came down to, are you going to follow me or not? Glenn Kaiser, lead man for Resurrection Band, discussed his conversion to Christianity and talked about his music ministry. This week, we continue our conversation as Glenn discusses how he thinks the church can do better to save the world. God knows what it's going to take. And... I can tell you this, he doesn't love anybody listening to this any less than he loves me. Now, unfortunately, even Christians don't treat other people like that. Plus, we'll take a look at a few more Rez hits from over the years. That's all coming up right now on Jesus Freaks Final to Digital, a presentation of Capco Media Group. I'm your host, Jason Huddle. Is that the last time that you ever t- touched anything, drugs? It's been so long, you know, it's over 50 years that I'm not entirely sure about the chronology. No, no, the, the, the next time would have been a couple weeks later, and I had been hitting the wine, and we used to say smoking dope, you know. People don't usually use the term dope anymore to, with hash or marijuana. But I can't remember if that was, I think it was a couple weeks later. And uh, again, same same situation. We're in a split second. I'm straight. And when my cousin, well, the cops came and blew this thing up. It was an outdoor gig at the lakefront in Milwaukee. These are chapters, by the way, in a, in a book I've written. It, at some point, it'll be edited and, and out there. But in fact, I think it's in the second book, uh, which talks about that next nine months of up and down, up and down after I made a commitment to the Lord. And those those two stories are in it. But yeah, that was 
that was at the lakefront and the cops came and shut the thing down. We threw all the gear in our car and got out of there, actually a couple of vans and cars. And my cousin pulls up at the driveway where I was living with my mom out in West Dallas. And we had options to do some things and some people were interested in recording and blah, blah, blah. But here it was again. And I'm like, really, I was just disgusted at myself. And I remember putting my feet on the gravel as I opened the door, put my feet on the gravel to walk down to the house. I turned around and looked at my cousin. And by the way, when I quit a band, usually the band ended because I was one of the few singers in Milwaukee. And um, so I pretty much had my way and I was full of myself and a, an idiot, really. I treated people like garbage. But, and I quit his band and blew things up a few times. And I turned around and basically said, Mike, I love you, bro. And I know you don't understand this. And this sounds like crazy, right? But Jesus is real. And I, and I quit. I cannot sing or play anymore except for the, the glory of God. What I do, I want to do to reflect him. And my life and my songs and my ability to sing and play and write and all that is, it says he, he cursed a blue streak. He, man, he swore his brains out. I said, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I shut the door and walked. And, um, Every now and then after res band, I'd call him. We'd be down in Florida, and I'd call up Mike, and he'd start swearing at me as soon as he heard my voice. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, I'm just on tour in Florida. I want you to know I love you, praying for you, whatever. Yeah, you ripping blah, blah, yada, yada, yada. (laughs) Your love was right on time. This dope dealer's name was Eagle, and uh, Eagle had come to know Jesus. So he locks Mike in his own bedroom and has him sit on the bed. He's so loaded, he can't hardly move anyway. And Eagle starts sharing how Jesus is changing his life and that Mike needs to know Jesus too. So I say, Mike, Mike, I call him up, and Mike goes, yeah, and by the way, all that Jesus stuff, I know, I'm saved. I'm like, yeah, right. So I went out with the, you know, making small talk and whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's God knows what it's going to take. And I can tell you this. He doesn't love anybody listening to this any less than he loves me. He he shed the same amount of blood for everybody. Everyone. Everyone. Now, unfortunately, even Christians don't treat other people like that. 
Uh, we don't treat, sometimes we don't treat other Christians like that. But we uh, often will not treat unbelievers or pre-believers with the same sense of love and grace that Jesus has in his heart for every one of us. Well, you guys experienced that when you came out with a way in your reply, right? Oh, <laughs> well, and Jason, our fans always got more flack than we did. Very rarely did anybody come and talk to me directly. And when they did, they would get stuff like, okay, I get it. You don't like what we do. You think it's demonic or um, at least of the flesh, you know, the old nature the Bible talks about. that The Holy Spirit isn't involved. God's not in it. Got that. Would you please quote to me any of the 480 verses from Genesis to Revelation that in context speak about music and its use? Would you quote to me any of the 40 of those verses in the New Testament or the 340 in the Old? If you want to talk about what God thinks about music, tell me what he thinks. From your perspective, your understanding of Scripture, most people just looked at me, and a lot of them ended up with their mouths hanging open. I mean, to me, ignorance of what the Bible says, I mean, it'd be like preaching or teaching a seminar we're having a conversation about faith and never mentioning one verse that actually speaks about faith and what faith is. So the, 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 the scriptural ignorance, Jesus said in one place, you are in error because you teach traditions of men, human tradition, as though it was the command of God. And in another place, you're completely wrong because you don't know the scriptures, nor the power of God. And this, this happened from time to time. You know, the, the, Jason, the sad part is not just, I mean, it, it starts with scriptural ignorance, but it goes deeper. When we interpret the scripture over and over again to suit ourselves, it props up what I already believe. I'm very comfortable in my kingdom. Well, I was somewhat comfortable getting high, getting drunk, having sex with whoever, singing about everything and, and anything but the scripture or bringing a, what I believe is a solid biblical perspective to the issue, whatever the issue or person or however you want to you know, look at a, at a lyric, you know, a song lyric. And you can always find other people who share that same portion of the, of the woods with you. You know, and you'll all agree with each other. And uh, heck, you might even start a church, <laughs> you know, all centered around uh, whatever. The first church of my kingdom. You know, it's all got to be full-blown 120 decibel rock or I'm not going. Whatever. It's got to be a house church with eight people where I can sit on the floor and pick my nose and nobody will ask any questions. Well, what It could be real petty. Uh, or it could be, uh, it's got to be high liturgical, this or that. Or, you know, we don't like your color. We don't like your kind. We don't like, you know, you're voting the wrong way. There's a million and two ways to say, you're lesser than me. You're worth less than me. You don't have the value that I have. I have every right to think you're an idiot and a jerk and a turkey. Well, you, you might have that right. And you might be correcting your judgment. 
But God commands us to love our enemies, and you ain't doing it. God commands us to reflect Jesus, those of us that say we're followers of his, and whosoever will let them come. Well, then woe to the one who's a stumbling block, to the one who might would come if they ever met a true Christian. It, I think, unfortunately, it was Gandhi who made the comment. He said, it's not your... It's your Christians, it's not your Christ that I have a problem with. I remember that quote, yeah. Well, of course, a godless, demonized unbeliever who wasn't a follower of Jesus said that. So, you know, is all truth God's truth or isn't it? Is truth truth or isn't it? We see wave after wave of people in the street Playing their songs but missing the beat And love so close at hand sanctify them, separate them, make them pure, make them like my father, son, spirit, the same character, the nature of God, separate them through the truth. Your word is truth. Jesus, John 14, 6, the way, the truth, and the life. Paul says that the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. And the one I love, which I threw out there this morning in a Facebook discussion in a thread where somebody was caught up in their own little cultural bias. Second Corinthians 13, 8, we can do nothing against the truth, but only for it. We can ultimately do nothing against the truth, but only for the truth. We say we're committed to truth. We Christians, you know, we say, you know, we have the word of truth, the word of God. Uh, we quote that stuff, but we have got to deal with our own sin, and it's so much easier to point the finger at others, you know. So, you know, there's a time for every purpose under heaven, and mostly the prophets get stoned, and that's just the way, it, and I don't mean drugs. <laughs> so, you know. That, that's just the way it is. That's life. Real life is you can't deny Jesus and have life. And so many of us on, on various levels. I mean, you, you don't think I confess my sins and repent every day, ask forgiveness for selfishness and pettiness. And I mean, here it is after over 50, most of my lifetime, I've been a Christian. I've been walking with Jesus. You know, I can't, I can't plead ignorance. Uh, I've spent way too much time with him and his word, but, but I just, I see these little pettinesses and these, Mickey Mouse little kingdoms that Christians build. 
you know, our, our church, the denomination I belong to, and Evangelical Covenant. I mean, I'm an ordained EV Covenant pastor. I mean, I, I'm, I've got friends in the house church movement that think they, they absolutely love me. And they think at the same time, they think you can't be a part of a denomination because that's Babylon. Of course, they meet in their own house. Who's in control? Right. Hello. Hello. Hello, McFly. Are you paying attention? I mean, so you end up with these really weird, I know godly and committed followers of Jesus in every stream of the church you can name. And I met a few complete knucklehead idiot jerks who were nasty, ornery, mean, and did did anything but manifest any of the fruits of the Holy Spirit in, in Galatians 5, in every church, in every form of church, in every kind of ministry. So it's just weird how we get so into schism, sectarianism, you know, we're, we're, we got the deeper truth and the higher light, and too bad y'all don't, you know, kind of thing. And I just, oh, oh, you're talking like a spiritual kindergartner. I was going to sort of say first grader, but now it's more like kindergarten, hmm. you know, and, and, and the bullying and the pointing fingers at everybody else. So, yeah, I think the church has some growing up to do, always has, you know, I mean, nothing new under the sun. Everything I'm talking about has been going on. You can see it right there in the book of Acts and beyond. So, Right. Well, I've taken up a ton of your time, and I appreciate you being so gracious with it. Tell us real quick, uh, what's next for Glenn Kaiser? <laughs> Two things. The next album to drop is a protest album. There's good news in it. The gospel's there. But I'm dealing with all sorts of issues that will probably help clear out my Facebook and literally pull some nose hairs in, among Christian people and longtime fans of mine because I'm convinced that this is the time to talk about issues in our nation and in our world that deal with justice. It's book of Amos time. And that would be true in the church and outside of the church. So that album will be coming out probably within the next, uh, within the next month or so. I think was there 18 songs on it, 18 or 19 songs. Some of them are pretty short. I'm dealing with history. I'm dealing with all sorts of uncomfortable topics and issues. And I'm talking, you know, older and, and, right now, right here in your face issues uh, and situations. And so that's the first thing. It's kind of an Americana album It's because it's more of a protest album. And I grew up in the 60s, you know, Devlin and Woody Guthrie, Phil Oaks, Buffy St. Marie, Tom Pax, and all these folks dealing with the issues of the day. And so this album, it needed to be done. And I've, I've worked on it for about three and a half years. So, you know, and a lot of those songs were even written before that. Uh, then the next album, which will probably come out next year, that one actually, the title is Ain't, Ain't No Bars, and in parentheses, Around My Heart. And I ended up writing a bunch of songs coming home after about a 10-day tour, sometimes two a day in Ohio uh, prisons all over Ohio, death row, so on, with a chaplain buddy of mine. I'm over there once, twice a year doing that, and among other things. And I wrote about six songs, and the lyrics all deal with, I, I, as I looked at, back at them, you know, over the next couple of weeks, I realized that the theme was all the lyrics were vertical. They were really worship, but they were written in a blues, blues rock 
style, okay? This first album is kind of Americana. There's blues in it. There's a couple of intense rockier songs. But a lot of it's acoustic guitar, cigar box guitar. I, I build and play those. There's even a ukulele, a mandolin. I play harmonica. I do all this stuff. So it's a bit stripped down. This other album, The Ain't No Bars, it's really written with prisoners in mind, with people in jail or behind, you know, in prisons, incarcerated. And all the lyrics, almost all in that full album are vertical. They're actually worship songs. So it's like blues worship. I don't know how to explain it any other way. And all but about two or maybe three of the songs were written so I could walk in a jail or a prison or other people that use the songs later if they want to. And nobody needs to see the lyrics. So I can, it's call response. I sing a line, they sing a line, the same line back at me. Boom, boom, boom. And, and, uh, but it's blues and blues rock. Um, there are some full band songs. There are some just stripped down, more acoustic oriented songs. And I thought, what are the themes? If you're sitting behind bars for a year, 20 years life, maybe on death row. If I'm you and that's me, what do I need to hear? What do I need to think about? What are the themes that point my heart and mind towards the Lord? And how can I worship God in the midst of this nuts, this craziness, you know, that I live in day after day? It's a whole different world. And very few believers, and particularly white, white Christians, have really, really spent much time behind bars and understand what that's all about. Now, I think the album will very much have... I mean, if I didn't tell you all that, if I didn't mention those things, a lot of people would just go, cool, man, blues worship. Hey, wow, you know. And for some people, they'll probably go, well, he got his mind back in his head after that protest album, you know, that he didn't. No, it's the same me. And I would have written either one of these albums 30 years ago in a heartbeat if I would have had the lyrics in my head at the time. So, yeah, so that's that's what's up. Um, several books that have been written that need to be edited. Um, I'm doing piles in glenkaiser.com, which is my blog. I'm about to put up some podcasts that deal with justice issues. Uh, I'm interviewing a boatload of people. Um, I'm not talking very much. Uh, in fact, I'm not talking hardly at all in those podcasts. So I've got a whole pile. That's all audio. And that's not out yet. That's not been publicized yet. I'm in Facebook and Twitter. Yeah. And, um, I interact constantly in email and there's so many people out there, Jason, in need. There's so many people who are really uh, hurting, who are confused. There are, I'm involved with a lot of folks who used to be involved as in leadership in the church uh, who have just blown off any relationship with the church. And in some cases, absolutely, you would consider them agnostic. Uh, if not atheists now, and somehow I'm able to interact and communicate. So there's that give and take between us. That means a lot to me. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't agree with everybody on everything, uh, and whether they're professing Christians or not. I mean, I never expected we'd all agree with each other. When did that ever happen in, in the history of the world you know, or in the history of the church? So that never amazes me, but it also doesn't keep me from interacting and trying to build relationships. I don't have to win an argument. I want to win my brother or my sister. Whoa, I can preach at you till I'm blue in the face. 
I've often written, I've written this several times in my blogs recently, but you know, God himself disagrees with us every single day. There are a whole number of issues where God absolutely disagrees with you and me. We are just flat wrong. We, we don't get it and or we don't want to get it, whatever it may be on the issue. And still he loves us. Amen. He may not love the way we treat each other. He may not love the, what we think and do and say, but he loves us. He loves us. And, and this has been a deeper and growing conviction in my life over the last 20, 30 years. He commands us. That's not an option to love one another. And, and not just in the church there too, you know, that, all men will know you're my disciples by your love one for another, but also the command to love our enemies. Whoa, whoa. How often do I mess that up? And so, um, yeah, that's a constant in my mind. Well, Glenn Kaiser, lead man for Resurrection Band and Glenn Kaiser Band, thank you so much for blessing us with so much music over the last uh, 50 years ish uh it's it's been a pleasure to to listen to you guys over the years and to see you live and uh we just pray blessings on you and wendy and everything you're doing moving forward i'd love to have you back on the podcast uh after these new albums come out and uh, we can talk about those i would be more than happy anytime jason thank you and you're welcome you know if your life is not your own and you really understand what it costs to belong to the family of God because of Jesus and and what he did for us and is doing now for us. Uh, all I can say is it's all grace. It is absolutely unmerited favor. It's, it's you know, I'm continually amazed by the, the, the love and the grace of God. And I, you know, it's, we, we have got to, we have got to focus and we've got to stay focused on him and on reaching out to to reflect that that compassion and that mercy, that grace to others. Uh, and God help us as a church to grow up and get beyond all of the pettiness and the foolishness. So, yeah, invite, invite me back. I'll be happy to do it, Jason. Thank you. Thank you, Glenn, man. Thank you. Glenn Kaiser, you guys, uh, real quick, tell everybody if they want to reach out to you, how can they find you? Well, probably the blog is the easiest way. It's glennkaiser.com. Glenn is with two N's, K-A-I-S-E-R, glennkaiser.com. There's a Glenn Kaiser solo musician, you know, Facebook. There's a Glenn Kaiser band in Facebook. Um, My friends list is, you know, what can I tell you? Uh, it's crazy. Like who are all all those people? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I'm in Twitter as well. You can find me in all those places and a few others. But so at this point I would just say glennkaiser.com. And from there, there are links uh, to all these other sites. If you want to try to encourage you guys to reach out to Glenn, check out their music. If you're not familiar with resurrection band, um, start with awaiting your reply and just move on through because it is every album was a treat. Thank you so much, Glenn, for everything you've done for Christian music and for believers. You know, how many my, believers my, are out there because of you guys? Well, my, my pleasure, Jason. Really. Thank you.
want to tell a quick story about Glenn before we close out this episode. And let me set this up for you. Before we could even get the interview started, we had about 45 minutes of technical difficulties. We were having audio difficulties, still were throughout the interview, but it was at the point where I couldn't even hear him. And I just thought this is going to be a bust. He's going to say that, you know, he doesn't have time and we're just going to have to reschedule it. When we finally got things working, the first thing he did was ask if he could pray for me and pray over our conversation. You know, in 30 years of doing interviews, many with Christian artists, that's the first time that's ever happened where before we started doing anything, they asked to pray for me. Of course, I gladly accepted. Glenn is somebody who is genuine, and it was an honor to be able to interview him. I hope I get to do it again very soon. Next week, another icon and CCM legend will be on this program. The one, the only Russ Taff, former Imperials lead man and then solo artist. This man has done it all. He's won Doves. He's won Grammys. And he will be on this program. It will be another two-part episode where he will go through his testimony, which is powerful. You do not want to miss it, and I can't wait to bring it to you. You have been listening to Jesus Freaks Final to Digital, a presentation of Cabco Media Group. I've been your host, Jason Huddle. To take us out from Resurrection Band's Lament album, it's surprised. Until next week, God bless.